I say? Well, here you are, folks. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the inaugural edition of Lost on the River podcast live from Herzog Studios, downtown Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Aaron Sharp. I am joined by my co-hosts, Elias Leisring and Bill Furby. That's me. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, how you doing? Oh, hi, everybody. How's it going? What are we doing here exactly? Well, I think, I think <laughs> the idea is uh, uh, way back in the day, and don't ask me when... But, Three weeks ago? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. There were several uh, uh, radio broadcasts that came out of this building. And the idea is that uh, on behalf of the Music Heritage Foundation celebrating the history of Herzog and King and uh, everything else we come across, uh, we'd uh, maybe try taking a stab at the podcast format here. Yeah, anything musical, historical, Cincinnati, We do it all. Local. Yeah. Funny, rumors, news. Just seemed like something that needed to be done. It did, yeah. You know, the uh, demise of WNKU and uh, the uh, uh, resurrection of Herzog Studios happening more or less overlapping by really just a, f- the, a the few months. The spirit may have just transferred. It may well. have just transferred. So here we are in the original Herzog Studios. For those who don't know about Herzog, there's so much talk about King Records and the importance of King Records. All obviously very important to Cincinnati's music history. But uh, Bill Furby, why don't you tell us, as the uh, caretaker of Herzog Studios, a little bit about Herzog and its uh, history? Well, well, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say caretaker, but I would. Well, a C you minus. Just, you've probably just seen. Me I think I referred to you as the uh, the crypt keeper. He takes. Crypt. Oh, he that's takes very the flattering. Yes. Thank you. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> I've seen him take the trash out. I I, yeah. I do I do uh, that. Uh, yeah, that's I take care of. He always makes sure the toilet's functioning. There's a there's a whole lot of us involved here at the space. Uh, but the nutshell description is uh, from 45 until 55. This was a recording studio operated by WLW engineer Bucky Herzog. 1945. That's 1945, not 18. I didn't know if you were talking about the record format speed. Yeah, well, no. 1945 until 55, uh, the early King Records artists would record here. So 10 years. For a 10-year time span. Roughly. Yeah, yeah. Just at so, the end of World War II. It's a decade. Now, now the, uh, this was operating as a professional studio before Nashville had its own professional studio. So that's pretty notable. Uh the early King artists would record here. They'd eventually uh, have their own in-house studio at Evanston. Uh, but uh, other King artists, uh, uh, well, uh, other artists who weren't necessarily involved with King, such as Hank Williams, most notably, uh, had recorded here as well. Uh, and for the last uh, eight uh, or so years, it's been the headquarters for the Cincinnati USA Music Heritage Foundation, which uh, strives to celebrate the history of Herzog, uh, the King Records, and other significant musical events in Cincinnati's history, such as uh, we worked with The Who uh, to uh, get the memorial marker put up at the site of The Who concert tragedy. We've had artists such as Patti Smith come in to use the place to record. Which is uh, crazy. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and to rehearse and to uh, connect with the history, so... So what's going on now? What's happening now? Tell us about what, because there's a lot more going on now. Uh, you said uh, the foundation's been here for eight years, but 
Now we've got Herzog Music. Tell us about that. Yeah, we, we've got a whole lot happening here, especially lately. Uh, a few of us who were involved with the events on the side of the nonprofit over the past couple years especially decided to get together and uh, work on a music shop. Uh, eventually the space beneath our historic site became available. And it just made sense to tie this all in together, and here we are. It just keeps growing and growing, and now we're broadcasting once again from this building, uh, the last standing The structure. next logical step of all this is to create a radio station. Why not? <laughs> that's really, that's what's going on. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're this doing. This is going right? to evolve into streaming music from Herzog's past. Yeah. King's past. Yeah. New local Cincinnati music and any other music that we think should be streamed. I'm super excited. And in this podcast alone, in this episode, uh, we've got uh, Dog Yop coming up. This is, yeah, this is one heck of an episode. Let me, yes, uh, Dog Yop live from Herzog Studios. Just won the Cincinnati Entertainment Award for Artist of the Year and Album of the Year, fresh off of the tour. And so we've got them coming up in just a bit. And then They're we're super welcome, hot right now. Oh, absolutely. Then right. we're going to welcome Mike Breen later on the show of City Beat to talk about yeah. what all is happening, give us a recap on the CEAs, and talk about what's happening next in the state of the Cincinnati music scene. So what else? What else are we going to say? You were talking about what's been going on recently. That intro song that we, that we uh, opened up with was a... Uh, uh, track that All Seeing Eyes recorded here a few years back. Um, yeah, that was that was their debut performance, I believe, wasn't it? it I think it was their first show live yeah. together as a band. Yeah, and for I, the I, folks at home, tell us who they are. The All Seeing Eyes are Johnny Walker, uh, Matt Ayers on drums, Kane Kitchen, bass player, and uh, I believe the story is that they'd named the band as they were loading in that day. And we recorded the performance and uh, uh, pressed it to a 7-inch 45 RPM record using the original label template that the uh, Herzog Studio used back in the day, thus ushering in a very significant marker of a new step for the nonprofit and celebrating the Herzog history here. And we felt it was the uh, perfect... uh, the, the perfect intro song for the show the perfect it was pretty good and you can still pick up a copy all proceeds benefit the nonprofit music heritage foundation that's true it's a yeah it's a pretty uh psychedelic sort of johnny's doing a bunch of manipulating his amplifiers as he does there's a lot of noise but like good sweet sexy distortion noise like on purpose well, let's hear it in its entirety. All let's seeing go. eyes, eye opening on Lost in the River.
are here in Herzog Studios with Dog Yap, the uh, legendary Herzog Studios, uh, where Hank Williams recorded and so many other uh, amazing artists back in the day here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we've got Dog Yap here to play live for us as well. So uh, tell us about this first song that you're going to play. Well, this is uh, this is called "I Want to Be a Dog," and it's uh, it's actually the first one that Tyler and I wrote as Dog Yop, I think. The first one, one of the first ones. <laughs> and, yes, uh, yes. It was cool. It was cool how it happened. Um, you were playing this little guitar thing. We were living together in Newport, and I was like, yeah, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I played a couple lines like, and then we had, uh, we were doing like, I want to be a dog, because... It's crazy. It's a crazy story. We're, we're writing this song, I Want to Be a Dog. And that's all we have is, <clears throat> I want to be a dog. We just played that for like a the, that whole part of that day. And then I went to sleep, and then the rest of the sitar lines came to me. But when we were in the kitchen of this Newport house on Grandview Avenue, overlooking the whole city in a slanted house, these dogs... <laughs> <laughs> we had Doug, awkward Doug, awkward Doug, and, and uh, this other big like bulldog. Yeah. We're just running through our yard. We're, we're like singing dogs. the the lyrics. I want to be a dog. Like for one of the first times when we actually got the it first time it came out, and these and dogs these are two running. dogs just run up. So to we our let them in, and we let them in. They just they piss over, over everything. They ran all over the house. <laughs> they were just. And I wanted to adopt one of the dogs because I thought the neighbor who right. owned the dogs was a heroin addict. Right. Yeah. And it was like, it was a happy dog and was a nice dog. just running around because we didn't have a dog of our own yet. Right. And you were singing about. Well, no, we, no, you had Jimmy. You had Jimmy, I think. But it was, I don't think so yet. I don't know. Maybe not. And you conjured and then yeah. the two Wait, dogs Yeah, came. it was just like, it was like this weird, like manifestation of things that are so what running around and like we let them inside and gave them food and they were thin i was like it was really crazy yeah yeah were you guys already calling yourselves dog gap at that point not yet well, i don't mm. think we're curious which came first at that point the songs came first yeah right. which was weird because everyone's like you can't have two songs about dogs because <laughs> we have i want to be a dog and dog and we play them back to back because they're so cohesive. It feels like one, one piece, big yeah. piece. But um, we wanted, I don't know. It was Dog Yawn was the front runner. Because we like the way the letters lined up, lined up in the A-W, you know, Dog Yawn. Because when, then when we got Jimmy, my dog, when he would yawn, it was the purest expression. It was nothing held back. It was just, okay, that's what we want to do with our music. <clears throat> So let's be a dog yawn. Because sometimes, you know, you yawn. We all know. And you hold back a little bit. <laughs> someone ruins your yawn. You get cut off. You get cut yeah. off. And it's... Right. Somebody's trying to t- tell you something. Yeah. You get a blue, you can't be tired in this. Then you try to find that leftover little bit of yawn right. that you didn't get. And you try there. to fake it. It's gone. And you can't get it. It's no no longer there. Yeah. But a dog has no no time for that. No. Dog just, just yawns. So yeah. I was like, let's, let's do that. And then uh, <laughs> we were at Neon's. Outside, bless their soul. Yes, yes. Or rest their soul. May they rest rest in peace. Something like that. Yeah. May they rest in pieces of Jenga. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a lot of good Jenga there. (laughs) 
And this guy, Rob's talking to these people like he does. I'm just trying to go out and have a drink. Rob's talking to everybody, <laughs> making friends everywhere. I'm like, oh, okay. That's who's, no fun. Who's Rob? Rob made some friends. Okay. <laughs> I have to. So I sit there and we're all talking. They end up being really cool. And this guy's name is Tone. Um. <laughs> Tone is his name. And Jennifer. Hmm. Tone and Jennifer I'm drinking bourbon. I'm just trying to get into bourbon. He's like, have you ever had uh, Booker's? I'd never had Booker's. And he brought us some Booker's. Yeah. And that was like, okay, this is some good stuff. I like the Booker's. It's thick. Thick though. And we told him our idea for the band name, Dog Yon. He's like, that makes me tired. How about Dog Yop? And we're like, yeah. Yes. So Tone, tone finished it off. Tone, tone, tone named the band. Yeah. At Neons. At Neons. At Neons, yeah. You see what happened when <laughs> Neons went out of business. Now we no don't more have collaboration. That right. That's the no. kind of thing that happens when your bar goes out of business. Yep. You ruin bands' lives. <laughs> Support your if local bar. If it weren't for Neons... Right. I don't think I'd, I'd be alive. It's possible because you could also have started a band called Dog Yawn. We could and have. It would have flopped. It would have flopped. flopped. We would have only made ambient right music. And yeah. It and will then be I an ambient just, project, though, someday. I just called Dog Yawn. Right. It'll be, a, it'll be a side project You for could sure. do that. We'll both you do. could do a lot of... Uh, and, and you could call it Dog Yanni. Dog you know, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Furby's Furby's waving me off. Good one. Furby's Good waving one. me off. Good I'm one. talking about. I'm gonna steal home, and Furby's over there just giving That's me the no, no, no. no. I, I just got second, third. Fuck you. I'm going for home. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Let's hear one of the very first songs ever written by Dog Yop before they were Dog Yop. I want to be a dog. Here we go. Ready, Rob.
my mind's a sky The clouds come from my heart But I see the sun come shining through That silver lining point I don't want to be tree Where all the cats run away Don't want to be seen Thank you, thank you.
was born East Virginia North Carolina I didn't go I thought that song was fantastic. I thought it was fantastic. Dog Yop, live from Herzog Studios, East Virginia Blues, the name of that one. Thank you guys so much for Mm -hmm. joining us and hanging out with us. us. And what, was that a capo on your your sitar? Is that a thing? Oh, it's a thing. I'll tell you what. It was a capo. (laughs) (laughs) And he he made it. You made it yourself, you said, while you were setting up. Yes, I made this how, capo. How do you? How did you make a capo? What'd you what, use? What, what was it? What What were the pieces that hold the strings down? It was the bone of a of a blue heron. 
<laughs> I gutted it myself. So, I wanted to make a capo. And, I mean, okay, we've all been capo, there, first of all. And you know what? My mom's a guidance counselor, so I've been brainwashed with all this positive mental attitude. <laughs> Which is totally fucked. Yeah, it's it's good, but I'm like, I can do anything, you know. And um, <laughs> the thing about the sitar is, you have to be able to bend the strings. That's what it's all about. You got to bend it. The bends, like Beckham. Bend it bend like, it like Beckham. Beckham. You know the bends, Radiohead. Got to bend it. You got to bend the strings, and so that was a challenge. And part of my motivation to make it was because I had my friend living with us in Newport, Joe Mascherette, plays with the Tillers, and I was really into the bluegrass music and the folk music, the Americana music, the roots music, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And the way you play, you know, you have these keys and you I mean, you move up, you put capos on. So I made this capo, started off with using a coat hanger and corkscrews and I just didn't give up till I got it, and then I lampshade. Lampshade, yeah. The, it was I like that the, idea. The core is the lampshade element that goes around the light bulb, because I noticed there was a curvature similar to a sitar fret, because it also has to curve. So I, I was, I'm, I'm not a hoarder, but I always saved little things because I like to make sculptures and various just objects out of stuff, and I was like looking around, like, well, how can I make a capo? And so I got that thing. I got. Elastic from a moleskin notebook. I got. I made a hook from a from a coat hanger, the kind that was like made with lead with the white paint. That's my favorite coat hanger. Oh yeah, classical. Classic. <laughs> you could do a lot with coat hangers. You can. Yeah, I made a lot of mobiles <laughs> when I was living by myself, and uh, so I made it, and it works. And Cut we just went on tour, and it works. Pen. Like you bend the string because there has to be these runners on it on each string. It, is is this the first sitar capo ever? Capo, far as you know. Yeah. All right, we're gonna sell this at Herzog Music. I'm down. Oh yeah. We need to sell something there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sell that. We'll sell a bootleg capo for a sitar. <laughs> if I can't retire on that, then we don't have a fucking plan. I'm serious uh, as, though. As, as, pr- as our producer Matt Spalding said earlier, it's the tickle me elmo of 2020. It's the, it's the little things. Tickle me elmo. Yeah. Yo, you should things. have some sitars down there because people are coming up to us and emailing us like, "Oh, I've had the sitar, I don't know what to do with it." Where do I, I get a sitar now. capo? <laughs> Where <laughs> do I get a sitar? Capo? It's not the reason. fact that's that I reason. have a sitar. <laughs> I can't find, anybody to, keys here. can't find on. anybody to play sitar with me because I don't have a capo. Well, it's like I, a Nintendo and no controller. Nobody wants to just stay in C-sharp yeah. with me. Come on. My this is all not to mention your sitar is in C-sharp. <laughs> this is all completely ridiculous. So it's like you oh, have to argue. Real, how did this happen? C-sharp? Really? Is there even a C-sharp? Isn't that just uh It's like, like the D worst. Flat? Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. It's like a flat. <laughs> 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 But yeah, it's crazy. I'm not in C sharp. I'm in D flat. <laughs> we actually, Rob and I have arguments like that. I think it's really just uh, isn't the answer. I don't want to get too musical on a musical show, but isn't it basically whatever one you start in, right? Like if you're in, it's C sharp. If you're also playing uh, D sharp or 
like if you're playing yeah, other sharps. Yeah, it's a relative point. Yeah, and right. Sharp. If there are yes. other ones are sharps, yes. then it has to be a sharp. Yeah. But I Aaron always, Sharp. But I never understood that because A Sharp. Aaron Sharp. <laughs> but I never sharp, understood that sharp. because How do I know where flat. you start? We like to play in C flat. Like I want to call it flat. Like you know what I mean? Well, sometimes it's sharp. Well, know? they're all sharps. Well, they're all flats too. Oh, I'm, right? thinking, I'm thinking about changing my name to B flat. Aaron uh, Flat. I like that. No, B Flat. Instead of A Sharp. Instead of A Sharp, B Flat. <laughs> flat. Same I like thing. That. But yeah, <laughs> so we made the capo. It's going good. We're playing songs, playing. you know. Playing stuff. So now you can slide the capo. You can put the capo on the sitar, and it makes you can write a whole lot more songs because the guitar opens up. It opens up the guitar for, for him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it puts in for our voices. It puts our right. voices in a higher range because, you know, classical instruments don't seem to typically use capos. They're virtuosos and all this stuff, but a lot of, you know, bluegrass and American roots music, you throw a capo on, it. you play the same thing with the capo up, and that's how you do it. That's the sound, and that's the feeling. It's not about... Right, right, right. The open strings make, gives it the feeling, so right. that's why I want the capo on. I'm mm-hmm. not just trying to play individual notes like a classical musician. I'm trying to... Right. I'm trying to yeah. play my thing. I've seen that argument on on website like bulletin boards mm-hmm. where somebody mentions something about a capo and there's always 10 guitar fretheads that yeah, are like what do you have to use a capo can't you just play the the chord like yourself it's like well i i can yeah i can I but can. it's not about but that. it's not the same it's a, it's, thing. No. It's a personal choice Be- for a specific. Yeah, because you get open, you get open ringing strings when right. you capo, and you don't get that when you right. play a fifth string flat seventh. Right, and that's why it Absolutely. feels that way. And that's why it feels. You like some of the Beatles songs you mentioned earlier, but you listen to those tunes and you just glance and say, "Oh, they're playing a B flat fifth whatever," and so you play that, and you're like, well, "Does it sound good?" And then right. you look, and you it's like, "Well, they're so. playing it up in first position somewhere, and right. almost all the, the notes are open fingers." Right. You're down here playing twitzel pretzel, <laughs> twi- twister pretzel with your finger, and you're like, "You mean I can play that same thing with just two strings right. and everything open?" Right. Oh, and then you play, what and you're was like, I "That's the sound." Right. Like, and they didn't when they wrote the the tune, they weren't like necessarily right. writing to the forms. They were like. This sounds good with this, right. and that's fine. Like, and that's right. what we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why. But that's what makes good food. That's what makes good mm-hmm. music. I, I'm a pretty firm believer in that. That yeah. if you really go out and study and try, that you're going to make something that's not that interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, we you both just mail it in. We both went to Berkeley. C minus Berkeley College of Music for. But a did you bit. graduate? No. no. See, there you go. <laughs> if you graduated, you wouldn't be as good a musician. And I've said that. But I do know some people who have graduated who are Absolutely. doing some pretty yeah. cool because rules are made to be broken, sure. right? But so you I broke mean, the rule and it didn't. It was that's a whole other story. That was a crazy time. You I was really a lot, into, I was just into yeah, electronic definitely. music, and mm-hmm. then I had the sitar and I'd play it on the streets and make fifteen bucks an hour. So I was playing raves one night and then playing yoga classes with my sitar the next morning. It was like. And then Rob came out, and I was just lost. And he was like, okay, I'm going to Chicago with our drummer friend. <laughs> so then I trapped out and went to Chicago yeah. with y'all and then made, like, ambient music for a month. Yeah. That was weird. I didn't leave the house. We made Thayer, too. Yeah, Thayer, like, a new song. and Yeah. 
Sounds like you guys have had quite a journey to get to here. Yeah, <laughs> it's been long. So it makes sense, though. Cool. It seems like you maybe you got something really exciting going on then, you know, when stuff lines up like this. And So yeah. what was your favorite show of your last tour, you guys? Where, oh. where all did you go? How far did you go from Cincinnati? My, my personal favorite was New York City. Yeah. We, oh, we've wow, played, right away, right yeah, away. Yeah, I mean, we've played New York a few times. We played Brooklyn and Manhattan a few times at the Mercury Lounge. And a, a few of them have been good, and a few of them we've had that really, like, just the cold, out to hear us, so yeah. Just like weird. everyone, kind of, we've heard everything, kind of feeling mm-hmm. vibe coming at you, and it just feels dead. And this time we played at Rockwood Music Hall Stage Two, and it was just lit up, like the room was warm and red, and just everything felt amazing. I mean, we really played well, and a lot of our friends came out, and and then Bootsy had his fucking <laughs> record release party after that, and like. Thundercat yeah, was, was there, and we were all just dancing. It was just crazy. Bootsy call a backup. Bootsy yeah, Collins and Thundercat were in the same venue at the same yes, time. Yes, it was so nuts. We, it was like, We yeah. played our show. <laughs> it was crazy. I saw a tweet that was like, tonight at Rockwood Music Hall, Dog Yap and Bootsy Collins. And we were like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're not nice. playing with Bootsy. So we find out that day as we're loading in that Bootsy Collins' record release party was at the same stage we were doing right after us. Yeah, we were the early show. And then we were the early like, show. <laughs> our show ended. And so, somehow they convinced us, you know, or we convinced them, I mean, to let us stay for the Bootsy show. And, yeah, I saw Thundercat hanging out and uh, just everyone. He, Bootsy was hanging out. And that was nuts. Had we, you ever met Bootsy before? No, never. I, well, actually, I saw him at uh, uh, Everybody's Records, I think, like when I was really young. And I did really didn't know his music at the time yet. I just saw this was crazy that an in-store? dude with the star sunglasses. Yeah, it was like an in-store or whatever. Mm. He was releasing like a Christmas album or something. Like he just released an album. Just yeah, well, yeah, that was yeah. that was that release was party. Re- okay. And it sounds dope. You I was know, listening to it right really before I came dope. here. Actually, and incidentally, he he and his wife are pretty big supporters of this space. That's cool. Um, oh, and good deal. the Cincinnati Music Heritage Foundation. Um, Huge supporters. Yeah, and then, of course, King Records, you know, he's a a legend there. So even though it wasn't intentionally that we were trying to tie that in, it's funny that you brought that up because that's a big part of what what, what this revolves around. And even more incidentally, the Big Pink Church that I'm talking about is rented to Toby Donahue, who's like lifelong Cincinnati musician. He's an audio engineer. Uh, He's... But he's Bootsy's main audio engineer for like the last twelve years, and he engineers that Christmas album no that you're talking shit. about. Whoa, he masters no that, engineers Whoa. it. Um, at at uh, Bootsy's studio, Bootsy has a. You can imagine he might have an in-home studio that's pretty yeah, cool yeah. down the basement. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's not in the basement. <laughs> it's a separate building. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh yeah, oh, it's badass. I've never yeah. been there, but. But a very close friend of mine is the is, it's is his someday space. Wow. Yeah, right. I'm That's sure. Incredible. You know what? Man, you guys could go out there. I bet you he would love to jam with you guys. He's but that kind of guy. You know what? We're gonna make that happen. Let's make yeah. that happen. Dog yeah, Yop yeah. and Bootsy at his studio yeah. <laughs> he lays a funk track beat bass down <laughs> behind the sitar. That would be oh pretty cool. God. So New York was was your favorite show yeah, for sure. What and what was your favorite show? Or it could be New York, too, if it's the same. That's okay, because you guys are in a band. That would make (laughs) sense. There are a couple shows we did. We we opened up for this band, Susto, for a lot of shows, and they're, like, pretty big. They just went on a world tour with the Lumineers, so they had fans everywhere. 
and that was kind of cool. But I liked the shows that we were when we were headlining because that felt special. You know, we're taking a risk. We're headlining this city we've never been to. Right. And one of those was Portsmouth, oh yeah, New Hampshire, not Ohio. Right. No. Not right. New York. <laughs> but it was this beautiful space. It's a great town. You've been there, yeah. yeah. My mom used to live there. Okay, oh, do you enough. do you know what we're talking about? This this space that's the, like your the, setup the music and then loft. The, right? the music hall loft. Yeah, the music hall loft. Yeah, and the chairs go up, so the stage is on the ground floor, and the audience is above you. And there's like, you know, a hundred seats, something. something. Like that, yeah. Perfect. But, um, yeah, and it was a longer set. Some yeah, of the sets we oh, did, yeah. you know, standard sets like forty five minutes. One set we played like ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, and it was just, I don't know, everything was feeling good and it was full room and, you know, we got a standing ovation afterward and it just really felt, everyone was listening. It wasn't a bar. You can, I love playing the bars too. Yeah. I love all that stuff. But this It is one, nice though when the room is engaged. Yeah. Yes. It's just like a hundred people that are hanging on every note and they're like. You could hear yeah. people smiling. Yeah. You could hear crazy. them smiling. Like they, you literally like, the little like. You could hear it because you couldn't out. see it because cool. the lights were on the stage, and I like that separation. But yeah. that may have been my favorite show. It's nice. I mean, you guys have a really uh, subtle sound. It's very like velvety and <laughs> luscious. So it's <laughs> like you kind of want to listen. You know, you don't want to even squeak your shoes on the floor. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's that's, really that's, cool. that's neat. So, so how many? Thank uh, you. How long were you out on this on this last tour? Um, I think we did like. About a month. Tw- yeah, a month, like 27, 28 shows in like 25 days, Yeah, including radio performances. Right. It was like we had like two or three days off the whole time. Do you think you can keep that insane. up for the next five years? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, like sure. getting on stage yeah. every night is the best. I would do anything. I'll do anything to be able to do that. I got to learn some better ways to sustain myself on the road. But as yeah. far as like, I mean, that, you don't even like drink. No, I know, much. but yeah, just like you know, just sustaining <laughs> your body, getting enough sleep. You know, it was, that was oh, challenging. That, that, but, that was, but, I, but I feel you because like every time we got back up on stage, it didn't matter how exhausted I was. Adrenaline, the energy just like, yep. brings you right back up. That's got to be exhausting. Well, you know, what was funny. It was on the road, and every show, I I woke up, I knew where I was, but as soon as I got home after that tour, I woke up at my girlfriend's place. And I had no idea where That's I was. Funny. I was like, I had like 30 seconds. So I'm just like, you know, I can't figure this out, you know. And I'd stayed there many times. We've been, you know, together for like a year. and But I had no idea where I was. So let's back up. Okay, so what, let's let's go back. We're, we're, we're here in, in almost December of 2017 let's just look back on the past year for a minute all right because it's been it's been a pretty incredible (laughs) year uh wnku had you guys featured as a local discovery of the month back in march of 2016 that's hard to believe wow that was almost two years ago march 2016 whoa that when that happened and since then you were on npr's heavy rotation in the summer of 2016 uh you were on all songs considered (laughs) Uh, the top today's top tune on KCRW in LA last November. That was this time last year. This yeah. time last the year, day before Thanksgiving. And then earlier this year, uh, the World Cafe. You know, doing a live concert in World Cafe interview with David Die on the World Cafe. Heard on I think around 300 stations across the country. Jesus. 
Where that yeah, we happened. got friends texting Minor. us. What'd you say? Minor. Just minor. Just minor. <laughs> yeah. No, but we had friends texting us in other cities like, I just heard you on the radio. I'm in the middle of Maine. What's yeah, going on? I, I was actually... We, there's, there's, this show cannot go on without a reference to Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, thank God. I was actually in Asheville and listening to WNCW and, and out of, uh, out of uh, Spindale, North Carolina, when that aired. And I'm like, <laughs> Dog Yop is on the radio as I'm oh, driving around in Asheville. It's awesome. This is that's crazy awesome. to me. <laughs> yeah. So Have cool. you guys played Asheville yet since Not we're yet. talking about no, Asheville? Well, we can also make, oh, that, can make happen. that happen. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you guys want to do a song at Echo Mountain? We can Please. make that happen. We need, like, we need you know, all yeah, the help we, we can get. We're there. For sure. It's all about connecting and how, how did God, let me so. ask you this? How did teamcoco.com come about? <laughs> Conan right, O'Brien, right? I mean, that's true. Okay, yeah. it, was, it was Conan more of our, pub, um, our PR people, the missing yeah. piece group, missing piece group, yeah, who was brought on the team through Rob Mason from Old Flame mm-hmm. Records. And so we had this video, this awesome video that Dave, David Morrison produced, and they Dave were just Mo. waiting for the, the guy's a genius, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. A oh, yeah. And they just were waiting for the right outlet, and it, we're all getting impatient. Like, when is this going to come out? When is this come out? And we found the outlet. It took a it was long time too. We were searching for the. Oh, sorry, I keep hitting your mic. The Conan O'Brien website. We were like, what? So I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds fine. <laughs> That'll be great. And that's a good segue because Dave, Dave Mo, Dave Morrison uh, did the video for. Uh, Wonky Tonks video that yeah, won the right. video of the year yeah, we love at Wonky this Tonks. year's yeah. Cincinnati Entertainment cool Awards. Uh, you guys weren't there because we you were <laughs> out, you know, touring the world. But Artist of the Year, Album of the Year of the Cincinnati, the 20th anniversary of the Cincinnati Entertainment Awards. That was nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, it was the first time we won the best new artist and. That was funny because we didn't think we were going to win and we are just hanging out right. and then we won and we're like, oh man, we got to go talk on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. And then this time I'm like, man, I don't know, you know, we're out on the road. There's so many good bands nominated, mm. all this stuff. And then they told us ahead of time before the awards that we won because they wanted us to make a video and it was like, we're on the road. We just had a, a meltdown oh, yeah. amongst the team. <laughs> I cannot talk about details, but it was This bad. doesn't go nowhere, though. So. <laughs> yeah. If you want to spill the beans, <laughs> no this listening. is a good spot to do it. It's a safe space. I've been advised <laughs> to not spill the beans. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. This is the trust tree, But it was Tyler, my fault. You know, I was having, I was having a good time. and uh, But um, so it was great because the next day we found out that we won those awards. And it was just like. Oh, it's cool. really pepped us up. We're all good. Well, you guys earned it again. Uh, having a video on TeamCoco.com, being on the World Cafe, and the, then the Tiny Desk the concert. Tiny desk, right? I mean, the Tiny Desk, What the heck? You know, and, and a few years ago, that was like, <laughs> what the hell is that? Now it's like, that's huge. Right, that may be bigger than World Cafe. Probably yeah. is. Oh, it is. It, uh, maybe. We love you, know. World Cafe. Yeah. You're listening, but... Um, all due respect. St. Vincent just did one, you know. Adele's done one. Yeah, St. Vincent, she's... Kind of hot right now, yeah, <laughs> a Saint little Vincent. bit. She's so hot things. right now. Yeah, I mean, she's those all, are all those that that list of accolades so right only pales to Herzog Radio. Yes. And now you've right. basically got the crown. Yeah, you need so to add like, that. You need to add that on your list of things here on the website. Is uh, sure. 
featured on the featured on the pilot podcast. Right. Definitely. So what is next? What's what's it does, what's yeah. coming up in the future? Now you just came off a tour. You got the Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, Cincinnati Entertainment Awards. You're home, taking a little break. What's next? <clears throat> Writing mostly. Yeah. Um, trying to pick up the pieces where we kind of like. I <clears throat> I remember I started a few little things right before we went on tour, but um, yeah, just gonna pick up the pieces where we were and and try to try to figure it out from there. And you've been doing some recording? Um, a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We've recorded about an EP's worth, or we've recorded a little more than an EP's worth of material. Are you recording in town? Uh, yeah, we recorded at the, we're, the stuff that we already have recorded is uh, recorded at Sailor Park Sound where we recorded the record. Now it's with Rob? Mm-hmm. Rob, with Rob Fetters, Fetters. Yeah. yeah. So we do a lot of the demos like in our practice space or at our individual apartments and then on Ableton and then bring them together and... Uh, he records with digital performers. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, let's hear one of these new songs that you've been working on. Uh, we're with Rob Keenan and Tyler Randall of Dog Gap, uh, winners of the Cincinnati Entertainment Award for Artist of the Year and Album of the Year this past year. They've had a hell of a ride this 2017. Uh, take us out with one of your new ones. It's called what? This song's called "So Much More." Dog Gap. Take a version yeah. on "Lost on the River." <laughs> That were said today, but it's sunny outside, and I really just want to go play. So keep it to yourself if you disagree, because it's so much more than your subjectivity. So much more. So much more. So much more. So much
Thanks once again to Dog Yap for joining us in this uh, first edition of the podcast Lost on the River. I'm Aaron Sharp, joined by Elias Leesring. Leesring? Leesring? It doesn't matter. Say your last name. It's, it's Leesring. Leesring. Yeah, but it's right. a it's a irrelevant last name based on the fact that nobody can pronounce it through the history of time. Well, with this podcast, we're going to change all that. Gonna, it's going to be a famous last name. It's going to be a famous last name. <clears throat> As of today. That will help my uh, political career in the future. I should hope so. Aaron Sharp, Elias, Elias Ring, and Bill Furby. That's me. Hanging out and joined now by our guest, who we hope to have as a monthly guest on this podcast, Mr. Mike Breen of City Beat. Thank you. I'm honored. Music editor for 22 plus years at City Beat. I thought I was at WNKU a long time. You got me beat by like four or five years now. That's impressive. Um, so Mike joins us today uh, to talk about kind of the, the state of the scene, what's happening here in Cincinnati with music, what we've just coming off the, the CEAs. Why don't you give us a recap about the C- of the CEAs? And the first time in a new location, Memorial Hall, and um, a great evening. You were there. I was there. Tell us about yeah. well, the we, highlights. We actually took a year off. Um, so 2016 was kind of a lost year for the CEAs, but we, we included the accomplishments from that year because Dog Yop's album came out in 2016. So we we wanted to do it up a little bigger for the 20th anniversary. Yeah, 20th anniversary. And uh, I I think it went off really well. I think I was, I'm always kind of nervous going into it, like, oh, if it doesn't work. And the, the producers behind it did a really good job, kept the flow going, the graphics were great, the, yeah. the performances they, were excellent. They really were. I will say kudos to whoever was behind the production. I thought I felt like the production was kind of uh, next level this year. Uh, the venue was great, of course, Memorial Hall, but I was thoroughly impressed by the production. I thought they really stepped that up and made for a nice evening. And great performances. I think Lauren Elise kind of... Oh my God! She got stole the show. Of, uh, yeah, she got a lot of uh, new fans that night. I think. So. Was there anybody that you uh, were kind of uh, discovered for the first time? I mean, or, or really were blown away, surprised by, uh, besides her at the CEAs? Uh, I really enjoyed uh, oddly with Somar. They were a lot of fun. Oh yeah. That was really high energy. And Which I knew nothing about those guys. Exactly. That's what I, going into it. I was like, I don't know what this is going to be. Yeah. But, yeah, really entertaining, and he actually uh, oddly has a new album coming out soon. Um, oh, cool! We'll have a single on our website uh, premiering in a few weeks, and he kind of it reminds me of childish Gambino, kind of. Right. Like he kind of started out hip hop, and and he's moving into this kind of soul, like princey funk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear that. That's a good one coming up. So. Well, it was a good year. Uh, Dog Yap, of course, who we just had as our guest, winning the Artist of the Year, both Artist of the Year and Album of the Year. And uh, certainly those guys deserved every bit of that, I thought. Oh, yeah. And I think it was it was sad that they couldn't be there, but uh, mm. it was fitting that they were on tour, touring behind the uh, 
the uh, Tiny Desk concert. Yeah, absolutely. Celebrated, celebrating right. that. And so what else is happening? So CEAs are, are, are behind us. Uh, a great time at the CEAs. And what's, not, what's happening next in Cincinnati? Well, something uh, to seg from the CEA talk mm -hmm. that, I, that I really appreciated from that was uh, the final award or close to the end, we, we paid tribute to this radio station. Oh, I yeah. Think you might have heard of. I, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a lot of fun. WNKU, which everybody really misses, and I, I hope you felt the love. Oh, we absolutely did, and it was a it was a total surprise. Uh, Liz Felix and I were backstage, and uh, the Bolander family, God bless them, CincyMusic.com, those guys do amazing work, uh, on stage, and they were kind of setting up the award, and I'm backstage listening to what he's saying, and I'm thinking, hey, Liz, Liz. I think he's talking about us. She's like, no, he's not. What are you talking about? Like, no, I think he's talking about us. Get ready. We might have to go out on stage. And uh, sure enough, and it was it was it was a huge honor, complete surprise, and uh, just about one of the coolest things that that I've ever had uh, happen in my career to be uh, part of a station that won the Cincinnati Best Ambassador. So, and that was something we. Uh, I felt that night was that it didn't just honor the musicians, but it kind of honored the people who really boosted them up and, and NKU being a big one, Cincy Music being mm -hmm. a big one, yeah. and uh, Cincy Groove being a big one. Then. Let's talk about Cincy Groove. They've got something coming up. That's right. They're doing, they're turning 10, so they're half as old as the CEAs, and they're going to have a 10th anniversary celebration concert coming up. That would be at the Southgate House Revival? Southgate House Revival. And uh, that's December 9th. And a really good lineup. It's uh, it's kind of uh, covering our Americana scene here, which has been mm -hmm. super strong for 20 years now, at least. And, yeah. It seems like everything has been happening basically since Mike Breen came and started <laughs> City B. Mike Breen is like, I don't know if anybody noticed. He's like, basically 22 years ago, everything started happening. <laughs> there was literally no bands in Cincinnati prior to Mike Breen's arrival. Well, being in... This room, I kind of, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> King Records went all out right, of business. Well, there's well, that. There was King Records, then Herzog, and all that, which we're here doing the support for. And then when all that went and out of nothing, business, there was the Dark Ages. <laughs> and then Mike came into town with like a shiny silver record player. And next thing you know, Cincinnati's the next Seattle. It was, yeah, it was right? crazy. Ass uh, ponies. Yeah. yeah. What's his name from MTV showed up? Right. Did a story. Right. <laughs> and then, well, I wouldn't. So I appreciate that. And, and the Bears and the and the Raisins. and that guy. I've got those uh, that's, that's... signed on vinyl. Somebody dropped them off. Actually, Stan Hertzman, who's like a Cincinnati music sort of legend. We have a story on him coming up in the paper. Yeah, he brought me a bunch of uh, Raisins and Bears and all these different Adrian Ballou albums, all signed, and brought them to Eli's. Awesome. Is, is that he what happens when you me. open up a barbecue restaurant? That's not, not going to happen for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring you a bunch of records, though. It's going to be all of the Herb Albert whipped cream albums that nice. I've been given over the years. I'm okay with that, too. You could decorate a whole wall. <laughs> now, now, Rob Fetters had a big hand in the Dog Yelp album, Absolutely. Correct? That's right, yeah. Okay. See, yeah, it yeah. All connects. Somebody tell me who Rob Fetters is. Uh, from the Raisins, the guitar okay, player. Okay, there you go. Singers, songs, raisins, bears, all that. Because I hear his name all the time, and I'm always like, because he's a really good guitarist too, right? Oh yeah. 
So I've been. I, he's like he's like really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and I've and, heard his and, name a million times, and I've always been embarrassed to ask. You know, it's like on Facebook. It's like who's the best guitarist ever, and it's you know you see that name a bunch. Well, what what, what like, better time to ask that than on a podcast that's being listened I'm to by millions ashamed of people at all? <laughs> and I think people want to know that because what if you're listening to the podcast now you don't have to Google that shit? I just told you and asked Mike Breen. You got it straight from his mouth. He's the guy that played guitar in the Raisins. Rob Fetter's also one of the, in my opinion, he is one of my all-time favorite songwriters. And I don't mean that just based in Cincinnati. I mean, period. I think he's just one of the greatest songwriters of of the last 20, 30 years. The man can write a pop song like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. Have Karen send out that invoice to Rob Fetter's. Rob Fetter's. He was really my entry into local music. I was 12 years old and would go to parks and watch them oh, the wow. raisins play. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is local? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can do this. Now, the, rais- the, the other members of the raisins were Ricky Nye. Ricky Nye. Um, Bam Pow, who's okay. in yeah. Stagger Lee and has done a bunch of other stuff. He's a, I think he's like a session vocalist now. Okay. And uh, Bob Nicewanger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. So, yeah. That family tree is like... And now, was Chris Arducer in The Raisins, or was he just the Psychodots? He was uh, momentarily in The Raisins. Okay. Then Bam kind of took over, I think. Okay, that's what it was. he came back for uh, The Bears, and then The Psychodots. Gotcha. I think all this happened right before I was like... You were you were Four. you were holed up working on your barbecue recipe when all this was happening. Not not I wasn't. He, he was eight. Pe- people were saying, "Hey, you gotta ch- you gotta check this music out." And you said, "Go away! I'm working on the uh, smoking." No, it's not true. <laughs> I think I was listening to Sting. I missed it too. Honest to God, I missed that whole the '80s, all that, even into uh, in the '90s. I didn't graduate if, if, high school until 95, so this is late 80s, right? You're talking about maybe? Uh, more... This is early 80s. Yeah, early 80s. yeah so I'm yeah. like, I was way, yeah, I was young. Yeah. I was five. I was listening to Debbie Gibson. But I heard all, Tiffany. later I heard all of those names, you know, as, right. and, and still do, you know, and you see the stuff. But um, And Rob produced Dog Yop, so it kind of all comes back. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so let's get back to the Cincy Groove show coming up December 9th, Southgate House Revival. Who all is on the bill this year? So that's their 10th anniversary show. And like I mentioned, it's Americana heavy. Um, they have Chicago Farmer coming in. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. He plays here all the time and he's awesome. Um, headlining is are the Tillers, who. Uh, say Hometown no more favorite. Like, right exactly you know, the biggest folk band in mm-hmm. town in the past 10 years They're doing or so great too and uh buffalo wobs and the price hill hustle who do the whispering beard festival so it and one of, of the most entertaining live bands oh yeah in they town. every single time you never get tired of hearing those guys and seeing them play definitely yeah re- really top notch mm-hmm. um there's also Hickory Robot, who are really interesting, kind of progressive bluegrass Americana, mixing it yeah. all up. And they've been doing great stuff for a while. And Jeremy Francis, who I'm not as familiar with, but he's been a part of Blue Caboose, uh, Bibs and Barefeet. He's just been kind of all over the scene for the past 20 years. So Yeah. Well, yeah. Scott Preston's always done a fantastic job putting together lineups for that festival and, and covering so much of the local music here in town. Scott Preston with Cincy Groove, and of course, along with folks like CincyMusic.com, and um, of course, City Beat. 
So uh, get out there. You said, you know, NKU's gone now to bring help bring people up. So how do you, you know, maybe Cincy Groove helps pick that slack up. Certainly, we, you know, we hope to. We've talked Help. about that. There's a lot of different groups out there that are kind of kind of getting together and not necessarily together, but doing their own part to carry the, the heavy lifting now. Um, Cincy Groove, CincyMusic.com, uh, a new project called Inhaler.com. Uh, uh, we've got our Herzog radio up and running now. So, yeah, it's going to take... Oh, uh, Urban uh, Artifact. Yeah, Radio yeah. Artifact. Um, it's going to take a lot of different groups and organizations to kind of pick up that slack and and really kind of keep running with the torch uh so it's good to have these organizations and people out there doing good work definitely it's good you know scott's celebrating 10 years mm-hmm. since he grew so it's, it's good to kind of say hey thanks like good job excellent <laughs> yeah. well anything else mike that's coming up that you're excited about anything like any got a holiday shopping guide or anything for music locally i am ready to take a break okay this has been a long year. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing. Mostly wrong with politics that. and things like that. But, um, I I I would say come shop at uh, Herzog Music. Yes, T-shirts. Sounds like a cheap plug, though. Really, <laughs> but I have seen you there shopping. That's guitars. Cool. I appreciate. I'm that. afraid to come in here because of the guitars. Because I I don't make a lot of money and my credit cards are all maxed out already. So, but we, you know, anytime you want to just play one, you could could do, I that. Could do that and. You know, you can, even borrow, you can even borrow one because, you know, you as long as you bring a bag, you're famous. <laughs> we did borrow one for our actual I know where you work. City beat. That's so, right. Yeah. I know yeah. where you work. I see you parking and stuff sometimes. <laughs> All right. I'm harding you if you don't bring the guitar. <laughs> oh, here comes Mike. He's limping. That's OK. He's a writer. Well, Mike, I appreciate you coming in and spending some time with us, and we hope to have you back again uh, real soon, maybe first of the year, to talk about what's coming in 2018. Uh, why don't we wrap this up with uh, a tune from the Tillers who are performing one of the headliners at this year's Cincy Groove Festival, happening December 9th, the 10th anniversary of CincyGroove.com at the Southgate House Revival. It's the Tillers.
Roxanne's Shimon's The dragonfly leading my way The river she speaks and sets my mind at ease Think I'll tie up for the day Boat. They will be headlining the Cincy Groove Festival, the 10th anniversary of the Cincy Groove Festival happening at the Southgate House Revival on December 9th. Thanks to our guest Mike Breen, uh, as well as Dog Gop earlier this, this evening. And thank you for tuning in for the inaugural edition of Lost on the River. Hey, it wasn't that bad, was it? It really wasn't that bad. I thought bad. it was great. I think it turned out okay. Dog Yop was fantastic. It was Always. neat. It was neat hearing hearing all their, their little stories about being out there and traveling around and how they got their start. Those guys have been on fire. It's been a crazy year for those guys, and it's been a lot of fun to kind of recap that year with them. Let's talk about real quick. We're gonna we're gonna end with our the song from which this show is named, otherwise known as Namesake. The namesake. The show is. <laughs> we figured out the show is the namesake of the song, as opposed to the other way around. Well, we 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 were an initially tossing around a few ideas for names for the for this program, mm -hmm. and we I believe we settled on "Lost on the River," which is one of the songs that Hank uh, Hank Williams Sr. had recorded here in this space. It was part of the session that also produced "Lovesick Blues." which was a big breakout hit for him. It was a song, uh, I believe the first recording that he did that featured a duet with his wife, Audrey, 
And I believe I've also heard that the timing lines up to where Hank Jr. may have sort of been here at the same time as well. Sort of been here at the same time as well. Well, I believe uh, he uh, maybe just a little bit before he was born. This song was recorded here uh, December 22nd, 1948. Let's get lost on the river. Hank Williams from Herzog Studios. Yesterday, word that you say. 